Blog Talk Radio. Fans, callers all around the world, what's going on? You are now tuned into the most dangerous show on the planet, The Shakedown. I am your host, E, the chosen one from the Bronx. And today is E-Style Fridays. We got a good action-packed show for you guys. As always, y'all know what time it is and y'all know what I do. The number to call in, 914-205-5796. If you want to speak your piece, talk about what's going on, we're going to get into this game. We're going to analyze what's happening this week, talk about a couple of things that's been going on, uh, get into a little bit of fantasy, if that's whatever brothers want to do. And as always, in the third hour, we chop it up about all things current events, Wu-Tang Saga, BMS, things like that. Besides that, man, y'all know what's up. Checking the board. There's nobody on right now, so we always wait till my compadres come in, and they always jump straight in when I, you know, see who's on the, who's calling. And outside of that, I want to get into some things I want to talk about today. So I'm going to slow down a little bit because I'm kind of speeding. So let's get into it. The New York football giants faced the New Orleans Saints down in the Voodoo Dome this Sunday. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. I want to know how we climb out of an 0-3 hole. I want to hear the optimism. I want to see if somebody's trying to drink some of the blue Kool-Aid and see what we can do, man. I mean, um, right now 0-3 is not looking good. We've been here before. We hate being here, and um, we have to do something because uh, what we got going on right now is not good enough. So hopefully we can string together some wins, get into at least a position of either 500 or whatever, and try to make something happen and make a push. But right now, man, we are not looking good. It's not looking good. Judge is looking like he's just one of those guys who knows how to speak well, because uh, what he's talking about is not actually showing on the field. It's just in the locker room speech and in front of the media at pressers. But we're not seeing the product on the field, ladies and gentlemen. And that's not a good look, especially for us as New Yorkers, Giants fans, and actual people who know football that cannot be tricked. So that right there has to stop. Has to stop. Has to stop. All right. Check the board real quick. Nobody's there. And, um, all right. So I'm by myself right now. Let me hold it down. Let me hold it down. Hold it down. Hold it down. So the first article is written by Ryan Dunleavy from the New York Post. It was written today, actually, this afternoon. And the line, the headline is, Jason Garrett walking fine line with major Saquon Barkley ask. Saquon Barkley isn't dancing around lofty expectations. With the Giants off to their now annual miserable start and scoring touchdowns on just three of nine trips to the red zone, Barkley's lateral running style, again, is under scrutiny because he's averaging a career low 3.4 yards per carry. 
the Giants internally are walking a fine line, asking him to take more medium gains rather than risk a busted play by always looking for the home run. You don't have to take the Saquon out of Saquon, offensive coordinator Jason Garrett said. We've talked a lot about dirty runs that nobody talks about but puts you in a manageable second down and third down situation. He did that the other day. It's important for us to be able to do that. Barkley just took two of 23 carries longer than five yards during the first two games back from his torn ACL. He progressed to five on 16 carries long of 15 yards last week. I don't want to make any excuses, Barkley said. I'm not going to do this throughout the whole season. The expectation that people have for me is not even close to the expectations that I have for myself, and it never will be for as long as I play football or whatever I do after football. The running style conversation has followed Barkley for most of his four years in the NFL, but was amplified with the 0-3 Giants ranked 25th in points per 18.7 in the game. It's time for them now to have that blunt conversation with Saquon. Giants radio analyst Carl Banks said this week on WFAN's Moose and Maggie program and say, you have to stick your cleats in the ground and get north and south. When you have a convoy of blockers in front of you on a power sweep, get in the pocket of one of those blockers and ride it out. Don't get impatient and think you have to break away from that. It's not known if the blunt conversation happened. If I had to compare myself from week one to week three, Barkley said, just seeing the cuts, and the way that I'm running definitely improved. Wayne Gallman, nowhere near as gifted as Barkley, averaged 4.6 yards per attempt running between the tackles as the injury replacement in Garrett's offense last season. Barkley is running behind a patchwork line expected Sunday to use its ninth different player in four games. Wow. The one thing he has to understand right now as a powerful, quick, fast runner who can do a lot of different things, taking pressure off the defense with his running style right now, said Banks, a former Pro Bowl linebacker. You want those linebackers to say, oh, crap, this is going to be a collision. He's making it easy for the defenders because by dancing around, they wrap him up. The Giants desperately need Barkley to regain his pre-injury form when he averaged 5.6 yards per offensive touch and totally nearly 3,500 yards from scrimmage in 2018 to 2019. In the meantime, Garrett, running backs coach Burton Burns, and the Giants will settle for helping move the chains. My running backs coach said that I've been doing a really good job of sticking, which is my leg in the ground, and taking what the defense has given me, Walkley said. Carl Branks is well-respected as a football fan. When someone like that speaks, you definitely take that into account. The Giants quickly scrapped the preseason plan to decrease Parkley's workload. Devontae Booker, the free agent replacement for Gallman, was a healthy scratch last week, putting more on Barkley. To me, he's done a remarkably good job, Garrett said, and he's getting better and better in the opportunities, the more opportunities he gets. He's getting better and better, the more opportunity he gets. Barkley's season-long run of 41 yards in week two was accompanied by 12 other carries, totaling 16 yards. So, so the Giants saw his week three game as a step forward. A lot of those three, four, five, six, seven-yard runs were positive runs, Gary said. But in an effort to do that, you never want to take away his ability to make big plays. 
the space plays that he makes are dynamic. Absolutely, we want to be physical. We want to be downhill. He's a part of that. But we don't want to take the Saquon out of Saquon. That article is by Ryan Dunleavy, New York Post. Uh, I do not know what's going on, Sam I am. I do not eat green eggs and ham. Ah. What's going on? All right. This is Lee from Jersey. Yeah. What's up, I mean, Lee? I know. You know I, I, did you hear me? Did you guys yeah. did you hear me when I said Lou? What's going on? Oh, I I thought oh, yeah. I, would, I didn't hear that. No, I right know who not. you are, brother. I know who you guys are. Okay, like I know who you are. Yeah. So what's up, Lou? First of all, okay. we got Lou from Jersey. What's going on, Lou? All right. Well, I mean, you know, I think the Giants let one get away last week too. I mean, they had the game in the bag, and somehow right. they just still managed to blow it. Mm-hmm. The question is, you know, who is really to blame? I mean, you know, there was there was there's so much to forward to you know, uh, this season. I mean, you were mentioning about Barkley and, you know, I mean, he hasn't really put up, you know, stellar numbers, but I don't think he's, you know, no really one to blame for this um, miserable start. Well, I'll, I'll look at it like this first, Lou, right? Let's take okay. yes. Let's take into account the game, right? I'll do a recap with you. Yes. Um, this is something that you can relate to. Because I'm a huge football fan, and I know you're a you're a uh, you're a Cowboys fan, right? Lou, you're a Cowboys right. fan. Yes. Okay. I am. So let's talk about the game itself. You haven't had Jason Garrett in your life, knowing his weaknesses, right? Knowing his strengths, right. and knowing what he's just totally not. Now I want to take the days of Demarco Murray. Right? Yes. I want to take the days of DeMarco Murray and Tony Romo when they were playing together, right? Yeah, a while ago. What made Tony Romo and DeMarco Murray successful? The offensive line, right? Tony Romo was very injury prone because not that he didn't trust his line. He was a mobile quarterback that used to get out of the pocket and get away from his line. But when he did that, he would put himself in danger for some reason because he was fragile. So many times he would take a hit, and guess what? That would be it. And we actually knocked him out of a preseason game, the Giants, at some point, with his shoulder. When we pushed him in on the side of his shoulder, and I remember him injuring his shoulder. He had a plethora of injuries. But people blamed Garrett's system. And I don't know why at that point because I looked at it as Tony Romo's the one running out of the pocket. He's the one getting himself hurt. But then I realized what they were saying. They weren't saying that it was Romo that was getting hurt because of what Garrett was doing. They were saying the scheme that Romo was playing in, it would make him have to do things like that, and it would force him to get hurt. We've seen Daniel Jones do the same thing in Garrett's scheme, like identical, right? doesn't matter if it was him getting out of the pocket and just messing with his hamstring or running and trying to keep himself straight. It's the same exact system. And guess what? DeMarco Murray's last year in Dallas, it was not as great as the first couple of years that he was there because of the running style that they tried to use for him. Even though it was power at some point, the zone schemes didn't work for him. The blocking was great, but it didn't work for him. This is what took 
This is what cost Jason Garrett to get the playbook taken from him. And that's right previous before Dak Prescott got there. They made sure that they did that because they didn't want that system hindering those guys that who were up front, who were five of the great offensive linemen that you had. You guys just lost a top five running back in the NFL to the Philadelphia Eagles at this point because that's where he went afterwards, right? And um, this is what's happening with us. It was a stagnant offense because I can remember the Cowboys' defense was definitely top five. Sean Lee would stay healthy. They had Demarcus Lawrence. They had um, I can always forget his name. You can help me out. The guy who um, uh, he went to, he went, he had the domestic violence case. Uh, was right. it Quinn? Not Robert Quinn, right? It was Quinn. Quinn had a stint there. Yes. You, you you had a guy who had a domestic violence case. And then you lost a guy who went to the Broncos. His name slips my mind. Demarcus Ware. You guys had Demarcus Ware at that time, right. and on yes, the other Mark side Ware. of him. Yeah, you had. You see, so it's basically the same system setup that he brought from there to here, but it's the same result. So something has to change. Obviously, it's not, and that's why we're in this situation. Now we have yes. LRP from Houston. We have no problem with us. And, Lou, I would like to hear what you have to say because you just mentioned we had that game in the bag and we lost it. And I can remember you guys having games in the bag during 2016-17, 14-15 as well, and losing them at the end because of whatever the case may be. So please touch on that topic. And LRP, of course, whenever you're ready. You can bless us and grace us with your presence, brother. Go I mean, ahead. it's you know, it's, maybe it's just bad decision making. I mean, they they go for the game was on the line, and somewhere I guess they just get lost, get lost in it, and that's how they end up losing. I mean, the Giants had you know, just had to make it, just had to make the right call to hold on to it. They would have won that game, but somehow Washington was able to was able to get past that call, and they were set up for the game winning field goal. I mean, you know. It's, and interceptions being made. I mean, let's face it, Daniel Jones, you know, also is not, you know, I think the quarterback they've been looking for. I mean, he's had more trouble in, in the last two, mm-hmm. in these past two seasons than they did his first. I mean, you know, Jones has been a major, has been a major uh, problem uh, with this team. And I know a lot of Giant fans who are not happy with him. Especially some of my family members. You got it. And um, I totally agree with you. You know, I just personally see the similarities. You know, I see the similarities between the teams that you guys had, and I see the mistakes and the similarities with the team that we had. So the common denominator here is Jason Garrett. So obviously I read the article off as well, you know, and I'll let you guys hear touch on that about how they're misusing Saquon Barkley or how Barkley needs to do better as if, he can do better coming off a major injury and he's starting to get his feeling back. He's starting to get his rhythm back, his timing, being able to see the defense, being able to hit the hole, being able to, you know, be confident in his knee, which I think that's coming back already. But we have to establish a rhythm. We've had nine different offensive line combinations in four games. I mean, going into four games. So that plays a role too. There's no camaraderie. There's no familiarity, and there's no guys that have been there that know what to do in timing-wise. So 
it's a lot going on, man. There's just a lot of it's a lot of moving parts that's not coming together, and none of them have spent time together no. to actually gel. Anybody no, else want to really add not. to that? Yeah, they haven't. They haven't been together long enough. Four different lineups and four different games. Right. It's crazy. We know how important an offensive line is to a team. Come on. Absolutely. All right. Since anybody wants to chime in, I'll um I'll uh, go to go through another article. That's what I do. I hey, brother, what's going on? Happy Friday, brother. Happy Friday, man. I was sitting up there talking, and myself on mute. But um, <laughs> what's going on, Lou? What up, B? What's up, baby? Welcome. Right. You heard? I don't know if you heard the article or not, and the conversation that I'm having with Lou. Oh, okay. And then we had an article, but I heard everything. Um, I heard everything after that. I came in right when you must have ended. So I, I did okay. hear everything um, about uh, the car. You know, your comparison with Romo going all the way back with Garrett and all that. And I also heard the Saquon. I ain't got nothing to say to none of that. Um, I really don't. Um, I will say that they love to hate Saquon. They've been loving to hate Saquon. I think Saquon's going to be all right. Um, I do think that he, you know, patience. Patience is weighing thin because of everything else. Because of everything else. A lot of that patience has now trickled down to him as well, you know. Right. Um, and, yeah, you do lose sight of everybody's not built the same way, coming back off an of injury. You know, we have seen, you know, bits and pieces, and you can see it, you know, gradually coming along. But at the same time, people want that those results to come a little quicker because of everything else, um, Dan, i.e. Daniel Jones with the turnovers the offense and the way it's being run, the team and the way it's being run, the decisions that, you know, the organization have made and are making and continue to make. So, you know, that's where that comes from, I believe. Um, I don't really think it's – I hope Saquon ain't really – you know, there was an article – not an article, but a comment. Logan Ryan said that they're in a submarine-type thinking, whereas though they're underwater, they don't hear nothing. Straight sonar, you know. I, I lived that life, not in the submarine, though. That's, that would be terrible. No one should choose that. But anyway, that's a different story. But shout-out to the people who did and who do. But uh, me, put me on the ship, bro. But uh, outside of that, I ain't really got nothing else. I, I'm rooting for Saquon still. I believe that's my that's my dog, that's my player, and I will never shit on him. And I don't care. There's a certain players that just... Are already at you were done David, David Wilson and um you know of the worlds who didn't really get a shot but due to injury and whatnot but was dope as hell if they would have gotten a chance uh Hickson, all the old school you know guys that uh should Damari Scott <laughs> before he got banged up I thought he was you know he was gonna be something but he injuries got him but um so, but Garrett, until they make a decision on that, it is what it is. I'm past this Friday. Um, yeah. Shit. They play on Sunday. Be what it is. Going to be in Orleans, the Voodoo Dome. They're going to be dressed in all black. Better shake that whole 
uh, black mm. eagle uniform thing off. I hope we don't have a return to that shit, especially with a black cat. Too much black in history, you won't get a black quarterback. See how, all, you know what I'm saying? It's like, eh, it's, it's something with that word. Yeah, <laughs> we need to switch that shit to blue. Yeah, I like the way I did that, but moving on from that, I'm here, man. That's it. That's all I got to say. But everything, <clears throat> everything I said, but oh, Lou, one thing I do disagree with, I don't, I don't have no problem with Jones. I mean, not that I disagree with you, but I don't have no problem with Jones. I didn't pick him, but I see, I see what it could be. I see what it could be, and whether it turns out get to better be, or worse, I think you know. Well, shit, fucking with Gary, who knows? You know what I mean? He might be up yeah. there taking the kid out of an offense like Tony Romo. I mean. Shit, you can just tell how underachieving Cowboys was, but listen to this dude dissect the game. You know what I mean? He'd be like, yo, something ain't adding up. You know what I mean? So that's credit to East Point. But you know what I'm saying? Shoot, everybody went from the very first game. It was like, shit, that whole season. Everybody, say what you want about Tony Romo, but motherfucker dissect the hell out of a game in the offense and read the defense. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, we'll see, but I ain't got no problem with you. Right. Jim, I just want to uh, let you know my time is uh, limited tonight, so I'm just, you know, just wanted to make uh, my my comments. I got to get off in uh, 10 more minutes, but I just wanted Not to problem, get in because I knew, I, knew, I knew you were on, so I thought as long as I got some time, I might as well give it a shot. And let me tell you something, Lou. I appreciate you, brother, for just, you know, chiming in and giving your intake mm-hmm. and your analysis and, like, seeing us. In a different light. We also got Black yeah. Freezy with us, obviously, who needs no introduction. Let me just plug the number real quick. And Freezy, you can go on your opening statement. I don't know how much you heard or didn't hear, but uh, 914-205-5796 is the number to call in. This is East Style Fridays. You tuned into the most dangerous show on the planet to so do yourself a favor. Call in and be a part of it, damn it. Black Freezy, what's going on, baby? What's going on, baby? It ain't nothing, man. We was I was um, talking with Lou because I know he's a Dallas fan. So I was bringing up the 2014-15 season and also the 2017-18 hey, season. Yes, brother. Real quick, e, Lou, Lou said he had 10 minutes left. He wanted to say his spill and, and chill until he got to go. Yeah, I have to go for 10 minutes yet. <laughs> no, you know, I don't think he was going to go over 10 minutes, but I think he wanted to. Right. Get his little spill out first before uh, yeah. Black Freezy. My bad, Black Freezy. But I was just right. Normally on call break. price, but I found out you were on. So yeah, appreciate you, Lou. Lou, what's going on, Lou? What you got, baby? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's looking like the uh, NFC East is looking like to be the NFC least again because you know Uh-oh. the same thing happened last season. They were the weakest division in football, and it, with the exception of Dallas. Uh, it's looking at the weakest uh, division again. I mean, what is wrong with this division? The next few years. I mean, it's you know it's kind of painful to watch, for the most part. Well, we know for a fact that you know the Eagles are definitely rebuilding. Uh, Washington. Mm, has there's that word. Other than rebuilding, because you know, because here's the thing: you got to know when it's happening. Uh, you got to actually have yeah. a foundation for the building, right? So, right. unfortunately for our team, we never really identified us rebuilding. We called it retooling. And 
right. never really a thing because we never really had the foundation in place. So um, I think that's what's happening with our division, man. I think a lot of the divisions outside of ours have already figured it out because they've been struggling long enough. And um, mm-hmm. they figured it out. You know what I'm saying? And on us, <clears throat> Dallas, if anything, got lucky. So right after Romo, they was able to get their quarterback directly. You know what I'm saying? But everybody else pretty much, you know, kind of faulted outside of Wentz for a little spell, you know, and that was about it. But uh, that's why we're struggling, man. If you look at the quarterbacks, you know, within the division, you'll see, and with those quarterbacks, you also see some turnarounds from, from the coaching staff, you know what I'm saying, and, you, know, from, you see a lot of turnovers. Yeah, definitely turnovers. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, over the last two seasons that we've had, you know, last year the best team was seven and nine. That's not, you know, it doesn't say much for a winning formula. It hasn't been for a couple of years. Yeah. Doesn't make, I mean, it doesn't, you know, make well for a for a brand for a quality brand of football. Yes, that's true. But I, 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 I got to be honest with you, outside of the, just the record, it wasn't like people were blowing us out there as far as division, you know what I'm saying, like um, right. conference polls or anything. We just were losing close games. Yeah. But a loss is a loss. Right. Obama's Obama. elevated. Yeah. elevated to the level of not losing those types of games. Been going yeah, on. That's what you become a good thing. Yeah. By the fact that they're still doing it shows that, you know, what A Rock said, man. Bad thing. Yep. Bad thing. Right. <laughs> and there it goes. The hell? That's that was about to get yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. That was the first time I heard, bro. I know that anyway. I don't know why. Somebody, somebody got in the car. You, oh. Now you have to hit when you came back in or something. I don't know. Somebody hit right, it. I was, right. I was chilling. It's a song that's on the board. <clears throat> oh, okay. Oh, all right. Yeah it's, on the, yeah, it's on the board, so if you're trying to, like, play background shit. That's a dope oh, song. okay. All right. Well, then, since you like it, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I was about to wrap the yeah. shit out of that. I know that song. That yeah, I don't know one which one, one it was. Which one is that, Black? Yeah, it's at the top. North America. I don't. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me Probably right that. around applause or something. That's all you had, Lou, or you you good? I'm I'm good. What's up with them Jets though? What the Jets gonna do? Hmm, where do we begin? I mean, I was hoping the Jets are going to do better. We were all hoping, we were all hoping the Jets are going to do better. But uh, Wilson has been just absolutely horrible since the second week. He's had six interceptions mm. since then. Great first week, but ever since then, oh, boy, has he done crap. He's had six interceptions? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, in total. In total. I forgot he had four in game. In total. Yeah. I think yeah, he's right. Miss huh? Ref for the kid lost his tackle. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. Right. That was like the, the second game, right? Yeah. 
Yes. I think you're right, though. They haven't adapted to it yet, though, which is unfortunate. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, the chemistry's not there yet. Yeah, it takes time. Yo. Yo. But I'll say this. This has been, you know, we'll look, we'll look on paper like a very high-caliber uh, draft class. Hasn't really done it upon the expression, jack shit. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence is horrible. Yeah. Look at Trevor Lawrence. We not last night. night. Yeah, he's third, he's learning the speed of the game, man. Like you can yeah. see that. You can see the kid is learning the speed of the game. Yeah, he he's learning pocket awareness. He's learning how to t- turn his shoulder to move away from the pressure. Like it's just the speed right. of the game, man. Okay. He's learning. They all have to learn it. Burrow, so, it's, it's amazing. Same thing. Move like that. His big ass exactly. Move, exactly. And his awareness is just. Bar none. He's one of them oh, kids when you that, can tell. That's one thing he I love about that kid in Clinton. He is tough. Yeah. He just needs he just he needs just a better a offensive line. Like, pretty or whatever, but that boy is tough, man. Yeah. He's a he's a player. And both of my sons put on a performance right. last night and a show and I loved every minute of it. Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence are the future of that AFC. Yeah, that's, the future. that's it. That's the future right there. They got it. They ain't like a Joe Burrow Burrow and a Josh Rose. Joe Burrow, another one. Yeah, and they tough, bro. They're built. You see how Tyler Boyd looked last night? He got that boy looking like he the one out there. I think they caught is crazy. They they want to see the court. Yeah. Tight end is emerging too, though. Who's hey, Omar kid? Yeah, yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, man. So I did not, I did not expect that game to be a good game last night, but uh, it turned be better than I thought. It was a very good game. Way better than yeah, I didn't that. think it was going to be because you got two teams that are they haven't been about to par yet. Um, you know, I caught the make free, you know, like a sloppy game. You know, that's generally how you would get it. But trying to be good. Because I was watching more of the college game last night, which turned to be a shocking ending, if you can believe that. Oh, boy. Uh, the last yeah, game, game looked like a short field. Looked like a short field goes away. That was crazy. I'm like, what the, what the hell was that? Yeah. What happened? Virginia, uh, Virginia Merlin, I mean, Miami game. Yeah. I, that ended up yeah. being good. But they played last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they played last night. How to how do? So, no, I, Miami. Miami, I'm sorry. I'm, I oh, said Maryland at I first. I meant Miami. Right. Yeah, yeah with the U play last night. Yeah, <clears throat> Virginia and Miami. I said Maryland. Yeah, but I mean, that looks like a sure That's field goal win. Good to man. man. That was like, ugh. yeah. That's all. What, what the hell was that? Yeah, I turned the bank. Okay, gentlemen, that was my ten minutes. I'll be, um, I'll be back though. All right, all right, Lou. Always a pleasure, man. Have a blessed weekend, my brother.
If you ever get a chance, call into my show on Saturdays if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah drop, man, the, um, drop that plug right now, Lou, real quick before you leave. You got plug it. that. Okay. It's called uh, it's called chokeartist.com. No, no. The Enhanced Sports Show. <laughs> We're on Saturdays, 5 to 7 p.m. East Coast time. The number to call is 512-543-4662. Uh, it's a live show and a, and a call-in show. Uh, if you're an expert on anything particular, bring it to the table. But I suggest that you do keep the language clean because if you don't, we're all going to be in trouble. Got it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no F-bombs, no gotcha. F-bombs. What's the name of it again? Like say, say the name again, Lou? The, the Enhanced Sports Show. Enhanced with an E, not with an I. Got you. The Enhanced everybody gets that wrong Sports anyway. Show. Yeah. If you do come on, I'll get you in. But if you, if you curse, I got to let you go. Yeah, we got that. Okay. Right. Yeah, I have to, no, we I have a strict policy. We have a strict policy because remember, I'm not on. I don't host the show on Block Talk. Yeah, brothers know how to oh. speak, Lou. No how are you holding the show? Show is from five to seven p.m. East Coast yeah, but, time. Uh, you, said, you said it's not. It's not on Block Talk. No. How are you hosting it? Uber. I gave you the number. It's really? totally. It doesn't cost you a cent. Just call the number, and I'll nah, get you just, in. I just, just, no, nah, I'm just asking because, we, you know, we're always looking at different platforms. You know? Right, right. Uber, I, no, I stopped using Blog Talk back in 2018. Okay. Wow. Yeah, because they gave me a lot of problems, and we got new we got, we got new services that took over. So that's where I went. I, but I do go on Blog Talk regularly for other shows. On that note, I will... I will take my leave and I'll be back. Please, bro. Hopefully, you hear from me tomorrow night. But don't curse. All right, bro. All right. <laughs> oh, I got you. Well, I lose Louis Tenor. Come on, that's going to be like, fuck all this shit. Am I going to do that? I'll see you, Louis. I got you right here. Pull I right got up, you, bro. Sports show with Louis Tenor. No, that's right. Hey, took the boy real quick. Yeah, in and out. Right. We appreciate you, brother. In and out. Just like and the wind, you gone away. Man, I keep remembering to do that on Saturday. Yeah, so, so man, what I want to talk about with you fellas today, man, and I want to really just delve into this is because we all understand the abysmal start. And uh, we, we know the feeling. I mean, this is not something new to us. We just wish it would end. But I want to talk about some keys to the game. I want to talk about some things that could be positive. I just don't want to continuously be Danny Downer, you know what I mean, or Dominique the Destroyer when it comes to how I feel. I really don't want to feel like this. I know you guys don't want to feel like this. Yeah, I don't so guys start. Yeah. You know, I'll start with you, LRP, when it comes to, you know, just a positive note, something that we could do going into this game to just stay within the ball game, play a good game, possibly come out with a victory. So what's on you? What's on your mind, brother? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. All I'm saying is I'm not bashing them no more. I'm not giving that any energy, but. (laughs) <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I got nothing good to say. So that's often a good thing to say is nothing. So, hey, go Giants. Go Giants. That's what I got. Go Giants. 
Go Giants. We know what the, we know how the slogan goes. If you don't have anything to say good, don't say nothing at all. And that's don't okay with me, brother. I got it. And that's crazy. And, and, and yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. It is a good thing. So a lot yeah. of times we a lot of times some of us feel we compel to have to say something and when we don't really have to say anything. Because nothing, as you just alluded to, would have been the right thing and the best option. So I got you, my brother. Freezy, anything positive that you want to possibly add where you can look at yeah. any type of hope of optimism towards this game? The hope the hope of optimism is that, you know, passing the ball, we all know that, you know, their receivers ain't, ain't right, but they're capable, right? Um, the situation is, is that Alvin Kamara is going to get his. Nothing you can do about that. But I think I think Jameis going he could throw us one or two. I think he could throw us one or two. Uh, and I think there's a chance that we can get to him once or twice. Um and very effective. Um the problem okay. is the other side of the ball though is um is can the offense sustain a drive with this potent defense they have because our defense is not a joke at all. You know, we we said some of the numbers up I think six overall, six against the pass, that type of thing. You know, that's, that's, that's hard to deal with. Um, but I think on a positive note, the defense could have – they could have a, a good game coming out, coming out of this. When I say a good game, I'm talking about against the pass. Could they stop this man running the ball? Kamara's just going to get his. I don't think there's nothing to get really good about that. I got to be honest with you. It's not like he, he, he could be stopped. But he ain't just going to be running out the back there. He's going to be catching out the back there. He's going to be doing a lot of things because they're very – they're very um, creative with him. They know how to use him. So, um, the defense can have a big game, man. I think they have a chance to have a big game. Um, that offense, you know, I don't know. You got to probably soak me in something now. I agree. I agree. Um, the only thing that I have to say, let me check the board really quick. The only thing I have to say on a positive note is this. If we can run the ball 45% better than what we just did, we'll have a chance to win this game. This game is going to be predicated on being able to run the ball. I don't care if it has to be bubble screens, short screens, whatever we need to do, hitch, wheel routes, whatever we need to do to get Saquon Barkley in a position to move the chains for us, will allow the passing game to be opened up for Daniel Jones. It is not like this man is not in a rhythm. He's caught in rhythm with wide receivers who he has never even practiced with before because he's throwing the ball so well. Let's get that out there. Nobody wants to talk about it or give him credit for it. He had two starters go down, guys that he practiced with all preseason and training camp in Slayton and Shepard. Slayton being our best receiver so far this season through deep three games, went down. It was no panic button pushed, even though that was, is a panic button between us as Giant fans. Oh, man, Slayton is down. We lose faith. Collins Johnson came in and filled that role perfectly. C.J. Boyd came in for Darius Slayton when he's hurt. Now, it's not so much as a panic button when Darius got hurt because we had Slayton. So we feel like, okay, at least we still got Slayton and Galladay. And, you know, C.J. Board has been a staple in the offense. I mean, his kickoff returns and catching some passes. You know, he's been a good fourth wide receiver. 
so far coming in, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. him having to step yeah, up he, to he the two, right? Yeah. yeah, him having to step up to the two, and Nico and Collins Johnson having to step up to the three. We lost no momentum on offense due to our quarterback that, being that in the I great rhythm. Props for for bolstering up that position because you know we thought it was already there, but then we knew there was a you know potential for people to get hurt. So bolstering up the back end of that roster, that's great, and still have Phil still just sitting there waiting for his opportunity. That's a blessing as well. I agree totally with you agreeing with me. And given that position and conversation where it needed to be at, which is a positive, optimistic outlook, which does not, I'm not afraid. It makes me not, it, it doesn't make me afraid, but it has to stay in that area. Good passes, pass the sticks, not trying to do too much, using your height, weight, and speed against these smaller cornerbacks. Malcolm Jenkins is one of those. You're not going to play games with him like you can with somebody else. You can't throw one of those, oh, he almost had it and he dropped the interception. That ain't this guy. This guy is one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. He knows how to mirror, pocket, and, and also move a receiver off of his route, his timing, and he has great ball hawk awareness skills. So he has to be smart with this situation with Malcolm Jenkins. I think he's going to be the assignment for Galladay. Everybody else has to win across the ball, across the board, no pun intended, and the middle of the field. And now I'm going to say something about the receivers, I think, when it comes to the middle of the field. If you look at the passes that Collins caught, a lot of them were in the scene in the middle of the field on the curl routes and hook routes, meaning as he started on the outside, but because of his body size, he was able to corral the ball, keep it away from the cornerback, and get positive yardage. That is a huge plus for a quarterback like Daniel Jones because that means if he's not seeing the field, that big body flashing in front of him and him having a great intermediate and short, accurate passing game helps us move the ball upfield. Kadarius Toney is obviously going to be a big part of the offense coming into this Sunday that was already spoken about. How he is, how he's used, we will see. Now, I got to be honest with you. Now, that back end is ridiculous. Now, I heard you talking about Malcolm. He is a strong right. safety. Um, the company for him is Malcolm uh, Marcus Williams. And um, outside, of course, they got the, the premier, Marshawn Lattimore. But you could take advantage of a guy like a Bradley Roby, even though he is a good corner. You could take advantage of him, you know, with the size we have. I think Marshawn Lattimore is going to be on um, Galladay. So I think Jenkins and all the rest of them, you know what I'm saying, with some height, will be able to, you know, take care of that matchup. I believe in the nickel, they're going to have Trufant. Doesn't Trufant always, always like that kid? Uh, I always thought he was more of an outside boundary corner, but he's playing, you know, some of the nickel for him. And you got um, Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson. Remember that kid with P.J. Williams. So, they, you know, their back end is tight, man. The back end is tight. I think this defense is tight. I really like this defense, and I like to really employ this defense. Um, the, problem, the problem happens with the protection. That's, that's what it's all like, is the protection. All right? A hat on the hat, that, that is what it is, man. If you can't do that, then you can't, you can't never win no game. But 
This is going to be about protection. But we've been getting out coached. Right? There's no doubt about it. <clears throat> we've been getting out coached. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to have my son Zach Bond, too. Oh, man. Mm. So um, somebody talked to me about the feeling of Zach Ruff. Hold on. Oh, man, I can't do that right now. He doesn't understand him on the show. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right, so talk talk to me about um, Ross. I want to talk about Ross. I was reading something. It threw me off a little bit. Yeah, what he, he talk about me, Ross? man. I don't know. Shake said he was coming What's back. Happened? I didn't really yeah, see anything about yeah, they, they said he they said he's back, you know. But um, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it six weeks IR? Right? You can't come back before six weeks, if I'm not mistaken, right? Maybe four. It's three to four? Okay, so, I mean, he said he practiced. You know I, 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 mean, see, he practiced. I see he came back. I see uh, my, my son, Rashard Bateman, coming back. Um, um, see Higgins coming back. Mm-hmm. So, I, think so I, I hope I hope he's um, well. It might be no. You might be right in the lineup. Yeah, if I, if I'm not mistaken, I think once you place a player on IR before the season starts, yeah. it's a six week time frame before you're able to actually play in a game. As I just thought about it because all they're doing is really just getting acclimated back, and yeah, they didn't really activate them. Okay. I think Tony Galladay and Board will be the three, and uh, Colin Johnson. I think those are the receivers that are playing. Okay. Now I'm a little I'm a little concerned about that. You said Tony Galladay. Board and Collins are only the four, or the four only wide receivers? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, Shepard see, I'm out. a little concerned. Shepard and Slate uh, ain't playing at all. That I do know. Shepard and Slate not out this week. Okay, see, now I'm a little concerned. Somebody somebody has to be called up because we only got four wide receivers, fellas. I think y'all need to think about that. Unless we're going to use Evan Ingram finally as a wide receiver. Because we got Caden Smith and Zach, I mean, uh, Kyle Rudolph, what's the issue? We got two tight ends already for a two tight end set. This will be a perfect time to showcase that man up the middle of the field between the 30 and the 10 or the 40 and the 20. This will be a perfect time to do that, especially with all them dudes on the back end. I know. I'm just talking about what's reality. If we're going to go with four wide receivers, somebody has to be made a fifth wide out. That's crazy. That's what I would do. They have to. I'll also put peppers at middle yeah, But they ain't going to do that. They don't think outside the box. See? There I go. I'm not going to yeah. say nothing. Yeah, so we, I know, I know, bro. But I'm just saying, though, it's no, kind so of a what's, weird what's thought with, um, So what's the deal with, uh, with, uh, with your boy, uh, what's your boy named Ross? So he's practiced? Say again. <clears throat> I think he put some passes. You talking about what's up with John Ross? I seen him catching some passes in the clip, but I believe he is practicing. He's back. I don't know if it's limited or not, though. 
don't know. Nah, I say it's, uh, you can put an unlimited amount of players. Um, an unlimited number of players can return from a team's injured reserve list. Um, and they are eligible after missing a minimum of only three games. After three weeks, the player becomes eligible to return to practice. Once he returns to practice, the team has 21 days to place him back on the active roster. Three weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we also got Dan C. with us. California love. What's going on, brother? Happy Friday to you. Thanks for calling in. Yo, yo. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, brother. So, I guess, like I said, LRP and Freeze, this is a scary scenario. Think about it, brothers. Four wide receivers going into the game. Any stupid thing can happen, as we saw last night with DJ Chalk. Things are just happening. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's only four. That's just the guys that I know. But I don't like, know. I mean, we can, we can, we should be able to look and see though. Like that shouldn't be the issue. That shouldn't be a problem at all. Shouldn't be. And I ain't looking that shit up. Fucking time. That's why I'm so. I'm sorry. my bad, bro. My bad. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a good friend. But I ain't looking. That <laughs> well, you were just doing a horrible job, sir. I just, just let you. Know. I'm doing a terrible job. <laughs> I know. Like, you're, you're, you're LRP. <laughs> you are. I want to see a good you game before I start listen, talking. You again. have taken the aspirin out of the water, bro. Like whatever <laughs> flowers we got right now, them shit is dead within the next six days. Don't even worry about it. Guys will buy another set next Friday because they ain't lasting no longer than that. I checked in. I mean, I looked at certain things throughout the week, but I just didn't invest that much time into what the fuck they were talking about. That's all. <laughs> That's what I mean. And I just wait till Sunday and for them to announce the starting lineup. And so I know that makes for bad analysis, but I've been yelling all week. Forgive me. But I'm here, though. So I'm right. It's all right. All right. I mean, you know, at least we, at least it's honest, at least it's real, and at least it's from you. So that's all that matters. Those are three things I can live with. Hell, yeah. As soon as somebody say something, as soon as uh, open, I'm going to say a joke, going to be all good. I just ain't got no analysis for the people today. But I'm I here. think this is who I think right, it so is, the, brothers. I think so this is the OGC from Deep City. Man, a lot of people on this motherfucker. Hold on for one second. Yo, yo. The number to call Happy in. Friday, everybody. What's cracking? There he is. OGC from DC. What's going hey, on, baby? Hold what's going on, baby? How's everybody doing? Plug the number. 914-205-5796 is the number to call in. This is East Style Fridays. You're tuned into the most dangerous show on the planet, and we are talking about Sunday's game at the Voodoo Dome against the New Orleans Saints. At least some optimism. If you got negativity, it's all welcome and well. Obviously, we've heard some of the greatest opinions on it thus far, and we're going to move forward keeping the show doing and going that route. So, OG, what you got for us, brother? Give us an opening statement and how you feeling about Sunday, some optimism or some negativity, either one. We have I mean, you know, I ain't got nothing but hope, man, nothing but hope. <laughs> hope. 
hoping some good ass motherfuckers. <laughs> Purple Kush. Nah, I'm just saying, seriously, no, no, man. I mean, look, you know, I, uh, I'm optimistic. I mean, I think that uh, with the injury, it's gonna force us to do a little something different. You know, take some. Now we realize, you know, we gotta play a little bit looser, man. We gotta go for it. And I think that's really what it's gonna come down to. We got enough. We already know we got enough talent on this roster. We've been there. Everybody got to play loose. Remember, just football. I think that, uh, you know, the reins have been kind of tight. You know, the players have been playing a little bit tight. So I expect the play calling to loosen up. We're going to push the ball and play to win, man. Instead of playing not to lose, we got to play to win, man. Put our, put, you know, put our foot and let those when we get opportunity. And uh, I expect the defense to do what they do. And I expect the offense to be a little bit more aggressive. But I do expect the dub, you know. I mean, I ain't never really had that kind of respect for New Orleans any motherfucking way. Fuck the dome and all that bullshit that come with it, man. He's the New York football giants. We're going to run this shit down their motherfucking throat any goddamn way. They ain't seen Saquon on the motherfucking turf in a minute anyhow. So I ain't got no choice but to put his foot in the motherfucking turf and, and get it going. So that's exactly what I expect to happen, man. You know, hard-nosed defense, run the ball, man, and, uh, you know, let our skill players do what they do, and Danny Dimes going to, you know, Keep the ball safe and do what he's doing, and we're going to end up with that W. That's how it's going down, fam. What? Well said. I hope for that shit, too. Yeah. Right, now check this out. This is interesting to me, at least. So I'm looking at the... Um, you know, I'm looking at the uh, injury report here. And, of course, you know, we got Ben Bredesen, he's out. Sterling Shepard, he's out. Darius, he's out. We know that. But they got Eric McCoy, their center, and their starting left tackle out, bro. Lord have mercy. Now, we should be able to get something here. But my understanding is that they're going to move season will lead to the, the center position. And one of these young boys they got is gonna put him at the guard. Actually, they still don't get the ball. Man, hey, I'm just saying. You know man. what? No, we we can come in there with a better team. We're gonna leave with a better team. We're gonna get this motherfucking W, man. It's just football, man. It's just football. You don't even need to get all the tennis. It's just football, man. We got a much better roster, man. I think the coaches realize, you know, they they gonna have to just open shit up, man, and let these players do what they do. I think. Kadarius Tony's gonna have a big day too, man. I can't wait to see what he do, you know. And I and I grabbed him and I claimed him in my fantasy league. I even claimed even his bum ass, so because Kittle might not go. But <laughs> but I expect no. I expect him. You know that's Judge's boy, so they're gonna ride him. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make him do something. It's, you know he's gonna have to piss the bed, or he got to you know they're gonna make him. So I think they're gonna force the ball to Ingram once again. I mean, look. He was going to be that dude coming into the season. You know, he was going to be that dude. So, I don't really know what, you know, what kind of condition health-wise validate him, but I expect to see him get a little bit more opportunities too, given that health is good enough to, you know, to stretch the field. So, man, I definitely expect our offense to step up. And, you know, I know the defense need to make more opportunities. You know, more timely plays, but I think they've been playing pretty consistently decent, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people don't really feel that way because it, it looks bad at times, but the points is the points. So, uh, let's control this ball, man. I mean, make that boy on the other side make some mistakes. 
Boy, right, I look at their so, team defense, the more I just shake my head like, what the hell is going on on their defense? What? All right, so this is what Woo! I want to do, right? I want to do something little. I want to do something new today. It was. It's, I want to ask a specific catered question to you guys' mindset. Now I know all of you guys' mindsets, and it's very, very vast. You guys are savants to me, so I'm going to try to dumb it down for the people. Them. So Freezy, I'm gonna start with you. I'm gonna ask you a specific catered question. It's, all right. So this is it. From the first three games, not choosing just offense or defense, but what would you change going into this game versus the Saints? What would you change offensively to move the sticks, to move the chains, and to get us more points in the red zone? What would you do? All right, first thing I would do is I would try to give it some power. I would try to play with the fullback and see how that works out. If that doesn't work out, we're going to start attacking the edges. We're going to start attacking some defensive linemen, something we see. But we're running the ball. That's going to be some of the foundation that we're doing is running the ball. With some max in certain areas, depending on where we're at. But ultimately, we're going to run the ball. On top of that, once we establish a little bit of that going on, we're going to have some play action going on. Okay? All of these tools I'm trying to employ directly when we're coming out punching. And once, once we do some of this play action, I want to get the tight ends involved. I want to see where their, their safeties, their strong safeties, their linebackers, where their coverage skills are. I want to get my linebackers involved because they, they haven't been featured. I'm pretty sure they haven't even really featured them on tape. I'm not talking about no fucking Evan Ingram either. I want to get our, as Ann would say, our white linebackers involved. What the fuck is going on? The big white tight end. Please give him the ball. We have them. Um, We have them. Your son. I mean, we have have nothing but weight and speed at this point in time that we should be able to run over people with. You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't be throwing under the sticks. We shouldn't be doing none of that shit. We should be putting a hat on the hat, trying to run people over. Once we can do that with some success, Fake them out, throw down the field. On top of that, we got an RPO system that we was running, that was working, that we went away from when we played Atlanta for some reason. So, for me, some power, utilize the tight end, because it seems like we have no problem going down the field, but we have a problem in the green or the red zone. And um, I'm going to utilize all of the big bodies we have in that Real quick, whoever is cleaning out. I don't want to see the field goal kicker. I don't want to see him at all. Thank you. I don't want to see yeah. I got it. I'm with you. I want to and that was a hell of an answer. And I hope that question was one that excited you to have to answer because I'm doing something a little bit different yeah. on today's Friday. Let me, let me just, I know, I know it was long-winded, but let me just go a little bit no. on defense. We already know. I yeah. want to play man on defense. These kids, these, I want to make sure all of their wide receivers understand exactly what's happening in the NFL today. When you come up that line of scrimmage, you're going to get punched in the mouth, hit in the chest, the throat, or something. I don't want right. to see you giving them no space, respecting no speed. I don't want to see none of that shit. If you got to play the two over the top, I want you to at least crowd the box. You got to do something, man. Mm, give, us a little, give us a little bit. Hold on. Before you, 
before you try to get away from that topic, I won't let you move, my brother, because I'm going to give LRP and uh, OG Steve as much time as they need to discuss the questions that I'm catering to them so I can get this feedback from them. But give us a little bit on that right there, what you just said, what you just finished mentioning about the defense. Do, give us a little bit more on that. Yeah, so, so technically what I, what I basically see is that, you know, they, they spread you out. They spread you out, you know, willingly, right? In order for them to spread you out, Camaro got to be doing that. And that's, and that's exactly what they do. They spread you out so Camaro can beat you up with, this, that West, with that West Coast shit. My main thing here is plugging. Man, if you're going to play man, you play fucking man. You don't play man half zone over here. You play man. But for us, we're going to have to at least have, you know, a spy over the top. I'm not even talking about the free safety. I'm talking about somebody back here that's going to actually launch and go back here. You know what I mean? So, to me, that could be Logan or any. I think he got a hamstring. But ultimately, I'm trying to tell you to, to disguise a, a, a cover two, but you got to play man. Powerful. Powerful right there. I hope they listening, brother. Please trust me. I hope they listening. LRP, this question is for you. If you're able to answer, let me know. If not, I'll move on to OG and come right back to you, brother, because you're going to have the floor, not only the dance zone, the scratch DJ, pump the music into the crowd, and get everybody wherever you want it to, whatever you want them to, to be doing. If you got to sing along or dance along, it's going to work out. Are you ready, my brother? I'm ready. But before okay. you answer that, yeah, before ahead. you ask the question, somebody is definitely listening because I went to Twitter while Black Creasy was dropping jewels, and I saw a David Wilson clip. <laughs> Ain't See? that shit. The machine right. is working, bro. That shit of is course, crazy. bro, and I, I believe in my heart that Stephen A. Smith, I'm calling you out, you owe me money for the statement of business. Before I said it, I did not hear you say it ever, and then all of a sudden now it's one of your favorite words. You used to wear that damn out. You used to wear that out, boy. Yeah, right. Give me my money, fam. But we're going to move forward. LRP, this question is catered to your feelings today and most of the Giants fans' feelings. What can they do besides winning in the game to not disappoint you? What would you like to see specifically you to not be disappointed? Besides winning, what would you like to see? A lot of things. Where do I start? Talk on I would love to see Evan Ingram in the wide receiver position. I would love to see Saquon lined up right behind Penny. I would love to see a motherfucking run play from under center. I would love to see a consistency in play calling. I would love to see an attack. I would love to see Danny Jones throw the daggone ball down the field. I would love to see Saquon Barkley catch the ball down the field. I would love to see Saquon Barkley tear up these linebackers that can't cover him in space. I would love to see Peppers playing middle linebacker alongside Carter Coughlin. And I would also love to see man coverage. I would love to see Aziz Azulari tear uh, Winston ass up. I would love to see X-Men be in the, involved. I would love to see Dexter Lawrence be involved, get off his block. I would like to see House getting turn itself back into a lion or 
go back to uh to the pride after hanging out with the two other dudes fucking you know uh Kuna Matata and up in with some other land or some shit. I would love to see that. I would love to see this offensive line keep this dude upright the entire game. I would love to see Matt Zerka be you know, look something look like something. I would love to see all of that. I'd love to see all of that. I would love to see Kadarius Tony kick returning and punt returning. Not just in for some silly gadget plays, but in the game, in the lineup. Not bringing them in on special shit and then giving it right to them or then waiting a play and then giving it to them because then you think that they forgot that he was there. No, in the fucking game. Playing, blocking, actually getting winded. I would like to see Barkley actually get winded and not get taken out. Love to see fullback plays. And I like to see an intensity. A, a level of skill that they have yet to show. To say, okay, we can play this thing. Like OG said, it's just a game. And that thing that they can do is football. Play fucking football. I want to see somebody with your white pants on with blood on it. And the reason I've been this way all fucking week is because earlier, the first thing I see after a loss to the goddamn Falcons is them announced. Now, granted, there may have been shit that was posted before I saw it, but the very first thing I saw was the New York Giants Twitter feed post, we're wearing our white uniforms. This week coming up. That was the first thing. No analysis, no roster shit, no interior information. We're wearing a fucking white pants. And I immediately went to fucking Jimmy Fallon and I said, Oh shit, now all is all is well in the world. They're wearing their fucking white pants. And everybody's talking about their white pants. Because they got their white pants on. I said, What the fuck? And that's why I've been in a shitty mood all fucking week. The motherfuckers went black. And you posted about your white pants. Everybody's talking about their white pants. Because they got their white pants on. Fuck out of here, man. But that's what I hope to see all the shit that I mean. Once again, I hope they listening. Because if you're not... Playing yourself. 914-205-5796. Don't play with us. It's East Out Fridays. Show is on fire right now. Most of the lines is full. We got some listeners. Anybody in the chat, I definitely has opened it up. If you guys want to speak, speak on it. I will read it out loud. We got a power half hour left, and then I'm shutting it down. So I'm going to finish out strong and give you people what they want. Thank you, fellas, for answering them two questions. I could not have gotten better answers, and I hope that question was what you guys didn't expect, but it allowed the people to get what they needed from you. So for last but not least, we got OG Steve from D.C. Big bro, I know you have a lot of thoughts and you have a lot of emotions right now, but I'm asking you to put those to the side because the question is going to be catered to you and not thought and emotions. 
You ready? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. If this was Daniel Jones' first game and you've never seen him play before, what would you like to see out of him to make you believe he should be the New York Giants starting quarterback moving forward? No before tape. Everything right now. What do you want to see? All I want to see is, you know, Paul protect me and get the ball into the playmaker's hands, you know, and, and, and command of the offense, you know. That's it, man. That's it. Command ball in the, the playmaker's hands, command of the yeah, offense. And get the ball in the playmaker's hands. Yeah. It's real simple, man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Orchestrate the offense, you know. Command. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, man. It's, it's just football, man. And, you know, first of all, the cover, you know, the fellas, they – they cover just about everything, man. But the one thing I want to see more than anything that I, I really miss is the thing is I want to see us throw the ball in the end zone. Period. Throw the ball in the fucking end zone. And throw the ball at least past the sticks. Those two things. And that's it, man. That's it. Try to throw them before the sticks and all that other shit, man. And everywhere but in the end zone. Put the ball in the fucking end zone. Take a play. <laughs> All right, and I heard it from him. Y'all know what time it is. So I'll answer the question in my own way. If there was me asking me a question, this is the question that I would ask me. What have I seen since I've watched all the New Orleans Saints in the past week to analyze what we could do successfully to have success against them offensively on our side of the ball? And the answer is simple. The exact same game plan that the Carolina Panthers used against the New Orleans Saints would be the game plan that I would use. We have receivers that can run exactly those type of routes. Now we have bigger guys who can run routes as well and get in those soft cushion zone spots that they allow We have a tight end who can get upfield vertically with speed and being able to beat any linebacker and cornerback because he's bigger and faster than all of them. But most of all, we have no blocking scheme, as Carolina didn't have, but a mobile quarterback. Sam Donald was most effective when he got out of the pocket and when we spread them out. Well, sorry, when they spread them out on defense, meaning that they went three wide, two tight end sets, Four wide, single high formation, under center, never in a shotgun. Only once or twice did you see Donald throw out of a shotgun position. It was maybe on third and three and one time on second and 20. But besides that, he stayed under center 75% of that game versus New Orleans, and he had success. Our receivers are bigger, stronger, and just as fast. In order for us to win this game, we have to take the approach that the Carolina Panthers took versus them. Get into them soft zone spots. Get the bigger man on the smaller man on offense to defense. Stay under center. Stick with the run and allow it to come to you. No impatience, no hesitance. And last but not least, I hope we all got earplugs because that shit's going to be on fire. They are going to be loud, they are going to be hyper, and they are going to make it as hot 
now as a game that Daniel Jones has ever been in an environment in in his life. I need his poise. And that is it. Thank you guys for answering those questions. Anybody want to go off any other topics? We could do that, or I can get to another article, or we could just chop it up about, you know, anything you guys want to talk about pertaining to football, which you saw yesterday. Some Y'all might want to talk about last night's game. Who knows? It doesn't matter to me. It's East Out Fridays. Y'all know what time it is, 914-205-5796 is the number to call in. What's the deal? Shit, I'm good money, man. I'm about to watch this motherfucking uh, Soprano story. I hear that. Yeah, yo, man. If anybody, I know what I would love for to ask you to do. Just um, if anybody didn't watch any of the games, uh, the three New Orleans games that they played. I mean, yeah, the three New Orleans games that they played, and like I said. If you guys want to see success against them, and I'm talking Sam Darnold, ladies and gentlemen, and the scheme on offense, please watch it. You guys will be surprised to see how many holes and how much can be done against this New Orleans defense with the players they had, which we have better skilled players, bigger, stronger, faster players. Now, um, that quick switch on the outside, that would be a – Kadarius Tony thing, as opposed to DJ Moore, you know, for them. Uh, Robbie Anderson, vertical guy. CJ Borders, the vertical guy. Um, Collins, big body wide receiver, definitely know, can get in his spots as a possession guy over the middle. And like I said, curl routes, comeback routes. And um, Daniel Jones, the ability to get out of the pocket. I would love for you to um, somebody to watch that just to give me some feedback on that. I know it won't be today. But please, if you get a chance to check it out, man, even right. if you got to go through the YouTube highlights, go watch Carolina and New Orleans, man. Please. Like you said, or somebody said, Sam Donald made a lot of plays thrown on the run. That was me. Oh, so I think that's what Danny has to do. Throw a lot of pocket. Right. Throw on the run. Off script is going to have to be one of the things that happens this game because being on script will not work in that hostile environment. We're going to have to make different play calls. Or with that and he's going to have to, yeah, he, yeah, he's going to have to do what he has to do, man. This is the game that I say, yo, you know what? You release this kid. It shouldn't matter because it doesn't matter. We're 0-3. Let it fly. Let it fly. As long as Send these boys downfield. Let it fly. All security. Yeah, we got big we got big guys, OG. Pause. These dudes are not little. CJ Board is six two, six three. Nico uh Collins Johnson is six five, brother. Kenny Galladay is six three, six four. We got big wide receivers and they can run. These guys are fast. They can get separation just off the fact if they're not being held up at the line of scrimmage or, t- or beat off the timing of their routes, they're going to go by you. And then they're going to put their back on you and rebound as if they were playing basketball. We have to use that to our advantage. Saquon has to be put in the passing game just as much as McCaffrey was when he was playing against the Saints. 
Ball security. Definitely. And I think we can make Winston give us one. I think we can force Winston into giving us one. But we have to get to him. He's going to be the least mobile quarterback of all the quarterbacks that we played so far. And he definitely has a tendency to hold on to the ball longer than he should. We all know that. Well, he hasn't been doing that in this offense. Yeah, because of the fact that they're making sure. Right, I know, I know. They're making sure he doesn't have to. But if we can, because we have cover corners, and praise the Lord, Michael Thomas is out. Callaway is great. Yeah, Callaway is good, but he's, you know, he's not Michael Thomas. So we got to make sure we don't get too many penalties. Too Mm -hmm. many penalties, but we got to be physical. Right. So we're going to need some calls with some no calls. Yeah. Especially with your young boy. Because young boy be a hero reckless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have to definitely um, get some seven-step drops too, man, even from under center. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to get some seven-step drops, let them see the field, give himself a chance and an opportunity to, to go through a progression or two. Like I said, send them big boys over the middle and allow them to have a cushion. You feel me? These boys are big. Well, I don't know about strong. Send just them over the, the middle. And just extend the play and move the pocket, man. But going well, on for him, man, just good. I trust his arm strength and his and his arm, you know, especially down the field. I think he's a better down the field passer than he is intermediate. And the reason being, I mean, it's because he has, the, you know, the, the potential for bigger plays. I just think, you know, we don't really get much when he stares down the receiver five or seven yards down. But he gives the receiver time to get a little bit of separation in his arm is deadly. So I like him. You know, 15-plus, better than I like him at 5'7", because not that, you know, because, number one, I just think, you know, it's just so much contested stuff at 5 and 7 yards, you know, when you're only going through basically one progression. And everybody right. knows it's a hot going read. down. Everything so. is a hot read. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everything is a hot read. Everything. Everything yeah, is I a mean, hot read. I mean, that's hard to look at, isn't it? That's hard to look at all game long. It's just, ugh, I hate it. And you give the defense an advantage. That's number one, because they know that you're not going to go down the field. And then when you do go down the field, it's like, yo, successful. Again, he's probably ranked the number one deep passer past 20 to 30 yards in the NFL again, because every time he throws a pass down there, it results in a completion or a touchdown. Every time he throws the ball past 25 yards, it's a completion in the breadbasket to these guys. Then why aren't we doing it more? I don't even want to talk about that on today's show. God forgive me. I won't do it because I'll, I'll turn the whole show upside down if I start that. I don't want to do it. Did someone say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not. No. Nope. Nope. I'm not going to do it. Not from that. Right. Oh my goodness. Um, there's an article that I would like to read off. Let me see if I can find it. OG is act is actually answering your question specifically about that 
throwing the ball down the field and play calling situation. I'm going to see if I can get to it. It'll be the last article of the night. You fellas can go on closing statements if you want. And uh, we're just going to shut the show off on a fire, hot note. I don't want no boring pockets today. It's Friday. We got things to do and look forward to. We will be having a pregame show on Sunday, so look out for that. Um, whoever's hosting, it'll probably be all of us as usual. Somebody will probably run the board, actually. We'll figure that out over the weekend. So hold on. Let me find out if I can get to this article because it's a real thing. I don't know where it is. Did he say where's your article? But no, um, I'm just going to find it. I'm going to find it. It was yeah, pertaining to J.C. Garrett and his... Where's article? Yeah. Yeah. Did I hear that wrong? That's what it sounds like. Trying to listen to shit in the background. Forget. Sometimes do it unconsciously, America. Hilarious moment happened earlier. Speaking of that, talking to a motherfucker. Well, not another motherfucker. I was talking to a guy who was reporting another thing, and then I heard the dude in the back. <laughs> he wanted to get into the store, and um, he couldn't get into the store obviously because he wasn't well to operate uh, <laughs> on his own in the store. So he kept trying to and. To make this perfect without really telling the story, anybody see that video? There's an old video where a security dude was talking to another dude. He was high, and he was like, man, I ain't going to hit you no more. I ain't going to hit you. And then he kind of walked up slow to him like you want to talk to him. Like, let me talk to you, man. Let me talk to you. And then the dude hit him again <laughs> and then ran off. I told you I was going to get your ass. <laughs> That's exactly what went down. Could not, I think I... May have laughed a couple of times, which I might hear something about later, but I couldn't hold it in. That shit was hilarious. It's like, want a soda? I'm like, nah, man, I don't want no soda. Like, let me in then. Get your hands off me. <laughs> That's all I heard. Let me in then. Get your hands off me. Yo, I had to mute myself a lot because I was dying. I was dying when you said, man, I ain't going to hit you no more. Yo, who tries to convince somebody after they already hit them? I can't, man. I can't. I, I, I found an article just in case if y'all want. So let me get this out, man. Mute yourselves for me, my brothers. And um, let me get this article out, and then we'll go on closing statements. And uh, we'll see everybody on Sunday. For all the listeners, all the callers, everybody who um, is with us today, I would like to thank you for joining us on this East Out Friday, the show that capped off the ending of phenomenal shows this week as we have the addition of Nacho in the Box from Green Bay, Wisconsin fan, but but from Arizona. Excuse me, let me make sure I say that correctly. The Green Bay Packer Cheesehead, we love you, brother. Welcome, 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 welcome again. And I know those sentiments resonate from all of us here. We've had an entire week of shows, ladies and gentlemen, and we will be doing that moving further. We will try not to miss any days. Sometimes things happen, but in case, we'll hold each other down to move forward. And, yes, please keep supporting us, loving us, and um, more bigger, better things to come. So without further ado, this article is from Steve Serby of the New York Post. It said, Jason Garrett's time to jolt Giants offense is running out. I'll read that one more time. 
Jason Garrett's time to joke Giants offense is running out. The ultimate job of the offensive coordinator is to score points. It is often a thankless job. If you don't secure score enough points, your team with your fan base, they will try to run you out of town. Paul Hackett became a pariah for Jets fans. Brian Schottenheimer was under siege. Kevin Gilbride retired as Tom Coughlin's OC before he was fired. Now it's Jason Garrett's turn. I think the biggest thing we try to do is focus on what we can do to help our team get better every day, Garrett said. Those are the things we talk about with our players all the time. We have to live that as coaches. And living under the microscope is no big easy, pun intended. Garrett was on the hot seat in the last couple of weeks and years as, I'm sorry, last couple of years as head coach of the Cowboys, and he is now on the hot seat here. It would behoove him to show up in New Orleans as St. Jason. Who knows if 0-4 Giants might force Judge's hand. I think everyone understands the urgency and the importance of prorating playing well, Daniel Jones said Thursday. The question about making a radical change involving Garrett have been flying at Judge during the week when the mother of all offensive game plans is required with Sean Payton, Revere head coach of the Saints, scheming mayhem on the other sideline Sunday in their ruckus hurricane-delayed home opener. I have a ton of confidence in Coach Garrett. I know the offense does, Jones said. It's on us to execute those plays. Some of the breakdowns, those are, ex- ex- those are execution issues, things I got to do better things we all have to do better on the field. It is rare that you will find a player who doesn't publicly support his coach. Keep in mind that the 2019 Giants defended Pat Shermer at the end, but at least Garrett has that in his favor. I do support all the coaches. I definitely support Garrett, Saquon Barkley said. At the end of the day, we got to go out there and execute too. It's easy to point the finger at just the coaches. Across his 19 games as Giants offensive coordinator, the Giants have scored 336 points. That's 17.7 points per game. You win with 17.7 points per game if you have the 85 Bears defense. Only seven teams have scored lower than 56 points the 2020 Giants have scored. The 2020 Giants fielded the 31st-ranked offense. The likes of Kurt Warner and Dan Orlovsky have come down hard on Garrett's scheme. Archaic was the word Orlovsky used for it recently. No one has confused Garrett's creativity or Sean Payton's or Sean McVay's or Kyle Shanahan, amongst others. Garrett was asked if he feels the pressure to make it work. Absolutely. It's a responsibility, Garrett said. It's one that we all embrace. Whatever our role is, you want to embrace those roles. Garrett had been dealt a raw deal in this regard. General Manager David Gettleman hasn't fixed the offensive line, and Captain Nick Gates is lost for the season. They have been four starters at left guard. Barkley is three games into his return from major knee injury. Evan Ingram missed the first two games and probably wish he missed the third. Kenny Galladay had a hamstring issue in training camp. Kadarius Toney was slow to recover from COVID and had a hamstring injury. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton missed the second half against the Falcons and our long shots against the Saints, and no one wants to hear any excuses. Other teams not named the Jets have managed to overcome the loss or losses of key players, as Bill Parcells used to play. Don't tell me about the pain. Show me the baby. There have been some positive things over the first three games that we continue to build on. 
but there's certainly plenty of things we have to clean up, Garrett said. We try to work as hard as coaches to put the best plan together. We try to do a job implementing it. We try to ask our players to practice and carry it to the game. The players either have to carry it or not, or Garrett is not putting them in position to succeed. When you're 0-3 and you score 14 points at home against the Atlanta Falcons, it's both. Obviously, we need to score more points. The Giants are 18th in total points. The passing game, I think we had six or seven explosive plays the other day. We have to continue to do that, Garrett said. That's what gives you a chance to score. The 2002 Giants were 3-4 and four and has scored the second fewest points in the NFL when they had head coach Jim Fossil strip Peyton of his play-calling duties and took on the responsibility himself. The Giants would score 24 points or more in seven of their last ten games. The finale turned out to be a disgraceful 39-38 wild-card wild playoff collapse against the 49ers. I wasn't happy with the direction we were going, Fossil said at that time. We have way too many formations. We'd shift and move in motion, and they'd sit there and look at us. All eyes are on Garrett. The red zone has been a dead zone. We're going to do a great job of moving the ball down the field, a great job of getting the ball down the field, Barkley said. We're not just, we're just not finishing. The tight end is an afterthought. Anyone seen Kyle Rudolph in the red zone? Galladay should be a more down-the-field threat, of course. The conservative play call in following the James Bradbury interception late against Washington marred what had happened an aggressive plan. Change for the sake of change can be deleterious. Yes, deleterious. On the other hand, desperate times call for desperate measures. Judge must weigh the effect it could have on Jones. On the other hand, is Jones progressing the way the Giants want and need him to on Garrett's watch? Giants fans want their pound of flesh, a scapegoat. I'm not in favor of firing a good football man and a better man, but sometimes a quarterback and an offense needs to hear a voice different. Freddie Kitchens would be the next voice up. Sometimes a flagging offense demands a shakeup. Garrett might need a big game on Sunday to keep calling the plays. I don't really think about that, he said. We just got to be better. We come in and we work hard and try to do that as coaches and as players every day. Had a good day yesterday. Got to come back and have a good day today. Have a good day on Sunday. Poison the Superdome noise and points, which is the whole point of a play caller's job. Article by Steve Servi. Very, very well written. Very, very, very well voiced, articulate, to the point, analytical, and, of course, you're saying everything that we said here on the shakedown. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to my colleagues for their closing statements. We have come to the end of the show. We do have a caller. Hold on. I will will allow another 10 minutes. Give me a second. Find out who this is. Well, What's going on? You're you live on the shakedown. Who's this? Oh, I thought you were sleeping. He said, who's this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on now. Here we go. This is the breakdown. These be these breakdowns that be happening for some reason on the show, man. I can't stand it. I really can't stand it. I think that's Charlie. 
So, Charlie, listen, I asked the conversation catered specifically to everyone on the show earlier, and I would love for you to answer my specific question catered to you only. So take all the negative thoughts away. Take all the past (laughs) away. Here's my question for you. What can we do on Sunday besides win that would make Charlie call in on Monday and give us a positive report? Besides winning, what would make you just say, hey, you know what? We got something going there. What would you like to see? Well, I would like to see Daniel Jones not have a turnover. That's what I'd like to see. And that's it. That's, that's it. All. That, that, that's enough. <laughs> you know, I want to win. I know we're not going to win. We're not going to win. There's no way. And uh, let me just say one thing. Um, course, the reason why the reason why we're so conservative is because that's the way Judge wants it. He is playing. He is conservative coach. He thinks the defense, because we're our claimed defense was supposed to be so much better this year, was going to carry us. And the other thing is they want to limit. Jones's turnovers. Remember, he's leading the league after two years and three games in turnovers. He's already had three fumbles in three games. It's not getting better. So they're trying to be conservative because they do not trust their own quarterback to open up and throw the ball. Just the same thing they're doing with Jameson. They don't want him throwing 30 times, 40 times a game because they know he's a turnover machine. The same thing with Jones. If he was throwing 30 times a game, he's a turnover machine. And we don't have an offensive line that can stop people from harassing him, sacking him, strip sacking him, and making him fumble. So he's playing a conservative game because of the lack in our quarterback. If, this, if we had Justin Herbert, you really think he'd be playing the same type of game? The answer is no, he wouldn't. And Garrett would not be doing the same scheme that he's doing now. So it all comes down to that. To me, we still don't have the quarterback. Look, you guys think Jones is getting better. I don't. I think, you know, everyone's like raving about his running. Fine. Make him a Tyson Hill. That's all he is. He's a Tyson Hill who can pass a little bit better. Then make him that and get a real quarterback, and then you use him for special gadget plays. You know, I I mean, look, New Orleans Saints are going to kick our butt. For one, our offensive line is a disaster. So with the noise, with the false starts, with the offensive line being like, you know, just uh, Olay with their uh, red – red capes out there, letting them just rush in. I mean, Jones is going to have, will be running for his life. That's what's going to be happening. And if we get behind early, which I think we will, it's over because then they're just, 
you know, all they're going to do is just pass rush, pass rush, pass rush, and we're going to have to throw if we hope to get close in the game or try to win the game. And the other thing is, too, is our defense is going to get tested on the run game this week. And if we can't stop the run, which we haven't been able to do too well, even with bad teams, that's the other thing. We've played bad teams, except for Denver, who's a good team, not a great team, a good team. And the other two good guys we played, Falcons and Washington, are a bad team. We're coming up to playing great teams. <clears throat> now, I don't say New Orleans is a great team, but they're really good. And then we got Kansas City, then we got Tampa Bay, then we got the Rams, then we got the Chargers, and Dallas can put up a ton of points, 40 points easy. So if you think we can play a conservative game and beat these guys, it's impossible. It is totally impossible because our defense is not, like somebody was saying, the 85 Bears. They're not. So they've got to open it up, Watson all, whether Jones gets sacked, fumbles, throws 10 interceptions, they've got to open this thing up to have any chance of beating these high-powered offenses that we're facing. <clears throat> and it's, it's not going to be pretty, guys. You know, we had two close games to, with two lousy teams, and now we're playing really good teams or great teams. We're going to get blown out. And it's going to start this Sunday. And it's, and it's, it's, it's going to be unbelievable to watch. If, for some reason, that they make a deal with the devil, like Robin Johnson supposedly had done, and we play our good game, even if we don't win but it's close, then I'll say, okay, you know, this team is taking a step. Even though we didn't win, we played a really good team, and we're, you know, we're right there. But I don't see that even happening. I think we're going to – my score, I say 41-13 to 13 New Orleans. That's how much I think we're going to get blown out in this game because I think by the second quarter we're going to be behind by 14 points at least, and then we're going to have to open it up. You know, if we don't, then, you know, I don't know. That's my take. And so I don't blame Garrett for everything. I blame Judge because he's the one, you know him, he's, you know, he controls everything. He controls the offensive line coaches. He controls every, you know, his nose is in everything. He isn't one of these coaches that say, I'm going to let my coordinators handle everything and I'm going to sit back and, you know, if they need me, I will, you know, have my input. I trust them. That's not who this guy is. He's little Napoleon. That's who he thinks he is. You know, he thinks he's little mini-me Belichick who can control everything, control the, being the GM, control the draft, control this, control that. That's what he's trying to do. And he's got to, like, he's totally got to see that unless he, you know, gets the grasp off this team and allows these coaches to really coach and tell them, like, no, we don't have to be this conservative team. You can, you know, whatever you think, is going to get it done so we can win. And I see Graham doing the same thing. He's, they're not trying to win. They're trying to, he, you know, he, it's just, you know, we keep giving up touchdowns in the last minutes and 30 and 40-yard plays. He's not aggressive. He's, you know what I mean? They're, they're trying to not to lose. They're trying not to lose. They're not trying to win. So they better wake up and realize 
that they've got to start trying to win, be aggressive. And believe me, if they are aggressive and they do try to win, the fan base will be behind them even if they lose because they see that they're aggressive, that they're going for it, that, you know, they're competitive and they got fire, you know, and they got the, the guts and the balls to, you know, to attack. You know, I guess that's all I got. <laughs> Sorry for the rant. Man, no problem dope. at all. I, I just want to I want to thank Charlie for not answering my question and asking himself seven of his own in his mind <laughs> and answering those, which I have no problem with. But um, that was dope. You did it. That was a hell of an analogy and analysis. And we we love the fact that when you call in, brother, there's no day that the clouds have not turned black when you have been here, and we understand that. <laughs> and um, until we and you and listen, you have all right. Because we have been a losing team, we are a losing franchise, we are a losing organization, and we have losers between the ears at the top of the organization. So you have said nothing wrong, yeah. you have done nothing wrong, and we love the fact that you come on this show and bless us with your presence, your voice, and your hatred. We love you for it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you know, I, I hope we see an aggressive team, and I hope we see that you know we're really have some fire, and we're actually going to go after it. And uh, if we do, then it's going to be a fun game to watch. If not, we're going to get, like I said, we'll be blown out by the second quarter. So that's all I got, guys. Thanks. I appreciate no problem, the uh, brother. platform. Absolutely, brother, and we appreciate the call in. Please try to call in Charlie. on Monday, man, and you'll give us some conversation. Yep. Charlie from Maine. Okay. Oh, brother. Dope. It was very much Charlie. dope. We love you. All I said was dope. You hear me? All that shit was dope. Loved every minute of it. Except so, for the Jones part. Um, I don't agree with the Jones stuff, but everything else. <laughs> he loved every minute of it except for one part with 30 seconds. He wasn't feeling that out of eight minutes. So it was seven minutes and 30 seconds of a great conversation. I think Jones could be that dude, man. I really do. He got the mechanics. Just need those slight intangibles, you know what I'm saying? The ability no doubt. to take over, like he said. Stop controlling shit. Let the kid go out there and play what he sees. By year three, he should be playing what he sees and have the book in his head. And, you know, this should be communication and saying, Daniel, this is what we're looking at. Gary should be saying, Daniel, this is what we're looking at. What you got? And if you agree with it, let him roll with it. Let him go with what he sees. And then he's like, um, what you think about? And then add something if you disagree, but you don't want to shit on him. It's like, I was thinking of this. But I like it, you know, if you see this, then switch to yours. If you see this when you line up, then you switch to what you've got. But if you see this, I think this is a better, better go. So let's go with this one if it don't work. Then we'll see what you got second down. I mean, that should be that kind of communication. It should, LRP. But let me say this before I let everybody go, and we bid the people a farewell and a bid to do for the night. When your your defensive coordinator is showing you the same defense in practice, he's not seeing anything different when he's on the field, and he's seeing everything different against other defenses. So he has to figure that out on his own because he doesn't see any of these looks in his own building. Give them some looks that these guys have 
in previous tape and film and make him be able to recognize something to audible out or call his own play or move people in position. I mean, he's been doing it a little bit more, but we want to see him have full control and command at this point. As you said, year three is a contract year. See who he is or who he is not. Don't hinder him because of who you're not and what you're not doing. I mean, that just ain't fair, you know? Kid gets played for his money. You old as hell. You're on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? With the reddish, grayish hair, you looking nasty out there. With the frosted flake skin. You know what I mean? Your time is up. This kid is trying to get what he need to get, man. Don't ruin his career because yours didn't pan out. And like I said, this is my last sentence, and then we're going to bid the people to do. We have a backup quarterback trying to teach a starter how to be a starter. Nah. Nah. So, anybody else got anything they want to say before I shut it off and shut it down? Peace to the people that we out. Yeah, peace to the people. All right. Dan C. California love. Thanks for calling in. Charlie from Maine. We love you, brother. Always a good time. OG Steve from D.C., you know, Black Freezy, LRP, my co-hosts, my brothers in arms, my brothers keepers, Lou from Jersey, all the listeners and everybody who tuned in today, we want to say thank you. This has been The Shakedown presented by your man, your boy. He the chosen one from the Bronx. Y'all know what time it is. And uh, we finished out strong, fellas, and I want to thank y'all for allowing the people to be blessed on these airwaves with your voices and your minds for an entire week. Tune in Sunday. We will be here pre-game. Just time to go. Protect your neck, kid. Protect your neck, kid. Protect your neck, kid. Go Giants. Facts. We love you, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Peace. Peace. Peace.